with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. A very good evening, one and all. Welcome to Full Time on this Monday evening with myself, Martin Quilty. We have a busy show ahead in store. We will have John May from Kilkenny City Harriers, the chairperson there, will be in to have a chat, or rather on the phone with us later on. Anya Farrell, our own co-commentator with Come On Kind, will be in to discuss Dixborough's famous victory yesterday in the Leinster Club Final. And later on, Benny O'Regan will be here in studio. He's the head coach of Kilkenny Spartans volleyball team and he's actually down coaching at the minute but he will be coming up to have a chat with us. Plus, lots more. We'll have reaction from the Carlo under 20 hurling finals that took place over the weekend as well. And as always, we would sincerely love to hear from you on the dinnersready.ie contact line 083 306 9696 Please do get in contact with us, even if it's just to congratulate the Dixborough or the Moishal teams over the weekend. We would love to hear from you. And talking about Nave Owen in Moishal, they did have a very good victory in the under-20 Ryan A County Final over the weekend. And their manager was Brian Tracy and he caught up with our KCLR sports team after the match. Now I'm with Carlos, senior goalkeeper and Navon under 20 manager Brian Tracy after his side claimed the Carlo under 20 championship against the Mount Leinster Rangers in Fenna today um, Brian I was saying to you there just before this some weekend last night's celebration of the Joe McDonough Cup winning team in the Talbot Hotel but probably from your own perspective this weekend more importantly claiming an under 20 championship with the club today, a phenomenal achievement Yeah look it's um, it's a brilliant achievement um, I suppose we worked hard for the last six, seven weeks when we got together and they're a fantastic bunch of lads to train. I ask them to do anything, they'll do it. Um, and look, it's that, that result there today, um, you can't underestimate how important that is to our club um, for those young lads and for, for our club as a whole as well. Um, it's extremely important. A lot of young lads on that. We have four minors on that that won a minor B this year as well. And it just goes to show that they're, they're well up the hurl at the top level in Carlo as well there today because um, that's a formidable late Rangers team um, and we knew we had our, we knew we had to have our best performance today uh, save our best for last uh, to get over the line and, and look fair, fair juice it was all down to the lads on the field Yes, not just winning an under-20 championship, but you mentioned all the factors there, but particularly the opponents, Brian. If I'm not mistaken, I think Mount Leinster Rangers are the first team in the history of Carlo Hurland to have two sides in an under-20 championship this year. That's how much strength and depth they have. So to come out on top against uh, a team that have been so strong at all levels over the last 10, 15 years, that must make it that little bit extra special as well. Ah, look, it does. Like, I suppose any day you win a final, no matter who it's against, is, is a very special day. Um, and... Look for us. That's our first under twenty eight championship um, in the club um, since since the grades changed. So look, it's 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 very very important for us. So like, look there, Rangers. That just goes to show. That's testament to to Mount Leinster Rangers, uh, the numbers they have and the effort that they are putting in, the work they are putting in down there. Like they're the benchmarkers, and that's where we have to try and try and get to. And look, today is hopefully is a step in the right direction. The game itself, Brian, um, I alluded to with some of your players there. There's an incredibly strong breeze still here today, but throughout the entirety of that game. The first half, it seemed to be going against you, but you managed to stay in it going in at half-time level. How crucial was that in terms of just staying in the game when that breeze was against you? Yeah, look, that was, that's it. Like, I suppose, look, we looked at the game. 
Like there's no game won in the first half. That's the way we looked at it there today. Um, simple as, and we just said, look, being at a half time, being in with 10 or 15 minutes to go, and have it in the melting pot, and and we give ourselves just give ourselves an opportunity. Um, and look, first the lads today, they went, they excelled in that, and and to put, and to put themselves, to put the right foot forward there today, especially in the second half. I thought every player stood up and was accounted for, and they ran, they ran their boots off. And Dean Sly as well, I know maybe it's not a day to name individuals, but I think he got 1-7, uh, seemed to be leading the scoring charge uh, for your side. How crucial was it that he constantly was putting those frees over the bar to put the pressure on Rangers? Yeah, look, that's it. Like you Look, the way the game has gone now, you have to have a free taker. You have to. You just have to have one. Um, and to Dean, like Dean, Dean is exceptional at them. And, and fair play to him. Like he, he works hard and he trains hard and he just, you know, it, it shows off. It shows then on the, on, the, on the big day when it's needed. And he's well able to stand up. He's well able for it. Like he's good heading him and, and, and he's, he's a bright future ahead of him. Just one or two things before I let you go, Brian. You mentioned what this could mean for the club. We're looking at a lot of young people here that I'm sure will be inspired by this. And also for the adult team, the senior team that will try and go from strength to strength in the years to come. Do you feel like this could be something bigger than just winning an under-20 championship? It could be a foundation builder for the club to build off for the years to come. Yeah, look, that's uh, that's it. Like you know, it's it's not even just it's not even just about the the GEA side of it. There, like we've had a, we've had a very tough year as a club as a whole, and. Uh, It means, it means. Sorry, one second. You know, um, it means an awful lot to, to us um, as a community as well. Like, and for those young lads as well. So, like, it's it is a building platform. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a whole lot more than that. I can tell that. Well done, Brian, and brilliant. Thanks a million for chatting with me. Thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, that was Brian Tracy there having a chat to our own Robbie Dowling after the game. And it must have been a day for emotions because we were all at it even in Netwatch Cullen Park. Yesterday, myself and Jenny Clifford was even at being emotional state after the final whistle. Sure, why not? It's great when you can win championships like that. So fair play to Michael. They did come away with that victory. 112 to 18 over Mount Leinster Rangers in yesterday's final. So well done to everybody there. And also congratulations to Carlo Town because they came out on top with a 3-9 to 1-7 victory over Burren Rangers in the B decider in the under 20 final yesterday as well. So well done to everybody there. Right, I have a very quick ad break to take. When we come back, we are going to be switching to athletics for a moment and we are going to be talking to John May about Kilkenny City Harriers famous day yesterday and you don't want to miss it so we'll be right back after this quick break keeping you in the game and in the know full time on KCLR your Monday night sports show full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty yeah, welcome back to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. Well, it's not only GAA that we cover here on this show because we love to spread out all over. Uh, and we are going to have a chat about athletics now. And it was a great day yesterday in Goran because the 123.ie National Cross Country Championships took place out there. And I am delighted to be joined on the phone line right now by the Kilkenny City Harriers chairman, John May. John, how are you this evening? Ah, uh, sure. I'm I, I'm still recovering from yesterday. It, it was like a fairy tale yesterday out in Gorn. So uh, 
I'm only getting my head around it. An early Christmas present for yourself indeed, but why not? Because it was a great day. Kilkenny City Harriers have claimed the senior men's title and the women's under-20 team title. The men is actually the team title as well at those cross-country championships. And I think, John, I am. Um, I was listening to... Um, Owen Everard earlier on my mind went blank there for a second he was having a chat here with our own Natalie Lennon earlier on um, and I was trying to get little snippets of it out of him as well so it really was a bit of a historic day for yourselves I think it's the first time that a team has won the team event outside Dublin and it's also if I'm right in saying the first time that your ladies has ever won the event either brilliant achievement for yourselves well done to everyone involved yeah, both absolutely correct. Both absolutely correct. You were listening very well. It's it's the first time that the senior men's prize has been won by a team from outside of the capital. So there's been three clubs in the capital city, Clonliffe, Dundrum, South Dublin and Rohini have dominated this competition. And the last country club, if you want, to win the, the, the national senior was back in the last century, would you believe, in 1999, Mullingar Harriers won it. It was a very good Mullingar Harriers team there yesterday. It was a very good Clonliffe Harriers team. It was a very good team from uh, North Belfast and in the middle of it all we knew that we had a team that was capable with everything going well of, of snatching the biggest prize of all and with a kilometre to go I, if, we'd free, if, we, if we'd frozen the frame at that exact moment I think we would have been in third place and somehow and I mean you mentioned him but what a heroic run by Owen Everard yesterday uh, I, I, I would estimate Owen made up six places on the way home now when, when you see the final scores are 72 against 72 that means both teams finished with a with, with a, an equal score, and it goes to your fourth scorer. Which team had their fourth scorer in first? And you couldn't write it, you could not script it, because between Owen Everard making up places on the way home, and Brian Maher then the, the the stalwart of KCH, Brian and Owen have been the two stalwarts of of distance running within the club for the last ten fifteen years, and are just so great for them not only to finally claim the big one but to be so integral to the claiming of it. And as I said, it was a fairy tale for anyone in Kilkenny City Harriers that would have, if, if you told them you're going to win the national senior and it's all going to come down to Brian Maher's score, I think people would have said, that's a little bit too much Hollywood for you. I can't believe that. that that's not the way it's going to happen. And we've had other chances in 2018, 2019. We were second. Uh, we, we had an unbelievable team effort in 2019, like a, a really, really low team score. And just unfortunately ran into a, a historically really, really good, a generational group from Rohini. But we have a generation, we have a cross-generational group there in Kilkenny City Harriers. There was a little bit of worry. We thought maybe we'd missed our chance. We thought maybe we'd missed a chance, especially for Owen and Brian. But Owen and Brian were not to be denied yesterday. And Peter Lynch in eighth place, Carl O'Reilly in 24th. And not to forget then, you had Gerard Ford coming home in 34th, but actually catching the fourth man from Clonliffe Harriers on the way home. And Clonliffe Harriers were only eight points behind us in third place. So it was an incredible piece of racing. And as I said, if, you, if you'd frozen the frame with a kilometre to go, we were in third place. And, you know, we would have been delighted with bronze medals and it would have been a great day. But unbelievable, unbelievable scene yesterday. And just like a fairy tale, it just was amazing. Everything seemed to turn up first yesterday. The last day that I was talking to you, John, you were preparing for the 70th celebrations for Kilkenny City right. Harriers and that was going to be a great night for yourselves. But in the 70 years um, and having a champion, uh, a, a celebration, I should say, like that to be celebrating so long in the sport and in existence as well. 
did you ever think that a couple of months later you'd be talking about having this title coming to Kilkenny City Harriers because I'm just looking even at some of the photographs that you put up on uh, Facebook there yesterday as well and 10 strapping fellas I can tell you that I'm looking at here right now and they don't seem to be much mud on them so I'd say now they were skipping across that ground pretty fast yesterday I'd say a closer examination most of those guys now went through a, a quality power hose when they got home I'd say uh, but yeah, no, it, it, we we wouldn't have imagined it certainly in, in the men's case because uh, when we were getting ready for our 70th anniversary, Peter Lynch was was going to Dublin City Marathon. Those plans changed. He contacts the lads back home. Suddenly, there's just there's you know there's just a whisper of it that God Peter Lynch Peter Lynch might be back. Next thing, Peter's back. Colin O'Reilly's going really well. Owen is going well. Brian is back doing a bit of work. Jared Ford is coming off a, a really good block of training for a marathon. Jamie Gann is pushing everyone on. James Lettingham is, he's, I mean, that's a sub-15 minute 5K runner and he's our seventh man. Eamon O'Connor, Graham Bourne, Paul Grant, these are really, really quality athletes and to have 10 of them on the line in the one moment for a club is incredible and that's not to say there's, there's another five or six guys who could have added into that team. So just, it was a real, it just everything, it was a perfect storm for us yesterday and it had been a perfect storm really from, from that kind of moment you know, where just the whisper went around that actually Peter Lynch might come back. Suddenly, all things were possible and we thought, you know what, maybe this is it. Maybe it's written in the stars. Maybe uh, maybe November 19th is going to be our day. And, and so it was. On the, the junior women, it wasn't such a surprise, I have to say, because there has been an unbelievable block of work put into the club by uh, Neve and Noel Richardson over the last six, seven, eight, nine years. They would have started coaching in the club with Geraldine Nolan as well, another another club stalwart and another great coach. And between them, they, they, they've really got a distance-running culture going. And it's not easy. It's, it's, it's a really, really difficult sport. And if you saw any of the pictures from yesterday, I don't know how you would convince anyone to take part in that event. You know, it's, it's, it's masochistic at times. Like, you really, really go to the well. You're covered in mud. There's no showers. Like, and, and maybe at the end of it all, I, I've seen plenty of people having to get the tent down in the backfield as well and carried out to a car park up the road somewhere. <laughs> like, like it, it's not glamorous. It is not glamorous. But we weren't surprised necessarily with the with, with the junior women because we knew we had a really, really good team there. Maeve Richardson came back from America. Hannah Keogh comes back from America. The two of them are going to be selected for the, the Irish junior women's team going to the European cross-country in a couple of weeks. They've both made brilliant starts to their to their athletic scholarships over in America in Portland and San Francisco, respectfully. And then we had we knew we had great backup there. So Pia Langton is an 800-meter runner. I'm giving her a special mention because there was six inches of mud at times in the course yesterday. And she's an 800-meter runner. And 800-meter runners, I mean, that's now basically a sprint. And uh, she had to, she really had to dig in hard now. I, I mean, I, I saw her coming through the backfield on, the, on, on her last lap. She was about 500 meters from home. And I mean... Uh, she, I, there was no way she could not, she, she'll never convince me she was enjoying it anyway but she was picking off places all the way similar to the senior men's team she was picking up places Isabella Burke she's over in Loretto Kilkenny she's doing her leaving cert this year she has been a real a stalwart at kind of county level a provincial level but I would imagine that this is quite possibly her first ever medal at All-Ireland uh, she might have a school's medal maybe but she just came she came from in around the mid-50s and she finished 41st and uh, so the junior women were really, really good winners, backed up by a couple of great athletes, Hazel Coogan, Aoife Cody, and, and we have another crew 
we've a, we another crew of really good female distance runners coming up into them from under 16 or under 14 girls team were third yesterday so there's a great distance running culture there and an awful lot of that goes back to Nolan Everts and what they've done in the club and they got their due rewards yesterday we had a junior men's team that finished fourth and if anyone thinks that this this fairy tale that we had yesterday, and, and I said to you at the top of the, the conversation that I'm still only processing yesterday, but at, there was a point today when it, it just kind of dawned on me that this actually could, we, we, we could be thereabouts for the next five years because we have a junior men's team coming up into this particular group. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw one Everard, but he doesn't look like a guy that's about to retire. He looks in great shape. We're hoping Brian Mars stays on for another while, and, and we do have. I'll, I'll, I'll mention we've one character to keep him going for the next few months anyway, and we still have all those ten, those ten guys you talked about in that picture. We've all those guys. We've Shane McAvoy out in America, and we have a junior team with Billy Coogan, Miles Hewlett, uh, Rory McAvoy coming up into this age group, or uh, coming up into senior in the next couple of years. And I'm really, really hopeful that we can build on something, and not just not just do it once. I think that we have a great chance of. Maybe repeating it next year, maybe maybe putting a string of them together, and but that's always the hope that when you get these days, uh, unfortunately, twenty-four hours all you want is more of them. So um, hopefully, hopefully that's what's going to happen for us in Kilkenny City Harriers. Well, there's a lot of uh, I suppose commentators that when they're even doing it, myself included, that even during team sport, that we always say success breeds success. Well. What's this win going to do for the the club in general? Because like you say, there is a lot of good talent coming up the way over the next number of years and you could be there for a good while. But obviously seeing the wins over the weekend will give everybody else coming up in the club a big sport and they might look to themselves and say, well, if the lads in front of me can do it, well, I can certainly get to that standard. Absolutely correct. And I think it just makes that these, these extraordinary moments become very ordinary. And there's a realisation that well, you know, I'm I'm pretty similar to that guy too, and you know, I went to the same school as as that guy, and and that girl actually just lives up the road from me, and I I just think yeah, absolutely, just success will breed success, and you know, we've we've already seen it on the track with the likes of Cleena Manning. It's all of a sudden it's no surprise that we seem to have a number of really really talented 400 meter runners uh, at at underage level, and let's not forget that just above Cleena we had the Cudahy sisters. And just above the Cudahy sisters, we had Emily Marr. So, like, that's that's kind of that's how that that's how it starts, and that's how the pathway starts because you can start to see it, and suddenly you can start to believe it that that could be me on another day. Uh, the next big day for the club, in terms of for for these two teams, anyways, these two teams are now uh, tasked to to represent Ireland at the European Club Cross Country Championship. So, I mean, it's hard. First off, you've got to process that you're the national champion. So now you've got to go off and compete in Europe, and so the European Championships are. The European Club Championships are on out in Albufeira in Portugal on the 25th of February. So um, we're going to have to start having a real look at how we we do a little bit of fundraising for that. Uh, And certainly we we do get some decent support from from Corporate Kilkenny. But like this is, I I, I think we're a very, very, we're very, very noble, very, very, uh, we're we're a good club for, for businesses and for partnerships. And certainly if anybody's interested in getting involved, with the trip to, out to the European Championships, they can contact the club through the usual channels. 
Well, I don't think when you're heading to Portugal that you're going to see too much muck out there at the European Champions. No. I think there's uh, going to be a, a lot of suntan maybe or a lot of sun cream will be wanted out in Portugal, not the wellies. Um, but John, it has been a tremendous effort by yourself and all the club. Congratulations on the victories. We wish the ladies the very best of luck as they uh, join up with the Irish women's team and to yourselves as you take part in the European Club Championships coming up as well. And as you say, fundraising is there. If anybody is listening and they want to get, uh, give you a dig out or give you some sort of a donation how can they do that? Well you can always contact us through um, through our website kch.ie there's a contact email there or alternatively you can go to our Instagram our Facebook our Twitter and just drop us a line there and somebody will get in touch with you uh, as soon as possible Perfect. Well, we wish you the very best of luck and we look forward to hearing all about the time in Portugal and hopefully you can come back with a European Championship uh, title to add to the national title as well. But for the time being, John May, thank you so much for joining me on Full Time this Monday evening. Thanks very much, Martin. That was John May there, the chairman of Kilkenny City Harriers, having a chat to us. Great achievement for themselves there, winning, as I said, the senior men's team title and the women's <laughs> under-20 team title as well at yesterday's 123.ie National Cross Country Championships held out in Goran. And Power Washers is definitely the name of the game out there after the muck and the slop yesterday. I don't know how they done it, but fair play to everybody. Right, Anya Farrell is almost in the building. She'll be joining me to have a chat about the camogie yesterday. You can go put the kettle on for the time being. I have a quick break to take. And if you are a Borough fan, you'll certainly want to listen in next. Don't go anywhere. This is Full Time on KCLR. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Owen is waving in at me here at the window. All the Christmas talk about roulades and the whole lot. Do you like a bit of lemon roulade, Una? She's giving me a thumbs up, yes. Well, Una will be here with you with the art show tomorrow evening from 6 to 7. You can tune into that. Right. I have a guest inside in the studio because she has arrived into the building fresh from Netwatch Colin Park's victory for Dixborough yesterday. And that is Anya Farrell, the award-winning co-host of Come On Kind. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? Well, I'm not as emotional. I'm I, I, I'm getting uh, grief here in the studio because herself had to pull out a packet of tissues yesterday when I was interviewing Jenny because myself and poor Jenny did get a little bit emotional out on the pitch in Edwatch Cullen Park yesterday. I'm not ashamed to say it. I don't care. It was a great victory for Dixborough. Everyone around the Dixborough region was delighted yesterday. What an occasion. What a day. The first game was good yesterday in the intermediate final. The senior final was a belter and Dixborough deserved their victory. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You can see why Jenny would be so emotional there. It was, you know, they'd made history and I was listening to the interviews that Jenny and Amy were doing after the game and they um, they basically, you know, they were just saying that they're after making history for the club and that's what they want to continue doing. And do you know what? They they went out there, they showed complete and utter guts and determination. You know, when, when St. Vincent's, you know, pulled, I suppose, that four points ahead, they never dropped their heads. They didn't look like they were coming under pressure. They didn't panic at all. They just ploughed on. They just did what Dixborough were doing. Okay, yes, they might have got off to a, a rocky start in the first maybe five or six minutes, but you know, y- you can. That's okay. Like they're a young team. They were they were obviously nervous, but it was just from there on out. Just the way they played, the support they had. Like I definitely think the majority of the people in Netwatch Cullen Park yesterday were from Dixborough. Definitely. And like, and we mentioned it a couple of times on the radio, like. Every time a Dixburg girl hit the ball, 
there was definitely a crowd of about 10 to 15 young lads in front of us <laughs> and they were lepping up and down roaring and shouting there's a few people sitting around them I think a couple of them actually got up at half time and went and sat somewhere else <laughs> because they the boy, they were just oh, they were passionate they were so passionate like and they were literally the whole the whole place there was just driving them on and they had like they thoroughly deserved their win it was an absolutely epic performance and do you know what they, they deserve everything that they're going to get after this because that was it was a tough tough battle for them and by God did they, did they do it did, and they did it brilliantly I mean St Vincent's are a good team they're not yeah. reigning Leinster champions for no reason at all we seen them playing against Thomastown last year in the semi-final when they got the goal in the point early in the second mm-hmm. half teams went in level at half time five points apiece you're thinking to yourself oh God, is this going to be the same as the semi-final last year? Because when St. Vincent's get a run on you, mm. they don't stop. But it was the opposite. Yeah. Like it's Something just was like a light switch turned on in Dixborough. Seven unanswered points mm-hmm. against St. Vincent's is unheard of. Yeah. I've never seen it happen again in Vinnie's before. It was unreal. But you're dead right, they never panicked. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they stuck to a game plan that they had for the whole of the match. Yeah. And they executed it perfectly. Yeah, like I suppose they had their own confidence and their own belief in themselves. And you know, if that was any other team to come in after half time and literally ta- get a goal and a point off the trot for St. Vincent's, other teams could be guilty of hanging their head and, you know, ne- merely giving up. But I suppose in one way, it was probably a good thing that it happened so early in the first half that it allowed Dixper to, you know, get back their composure. And I suppose it all started off when Aoife, Aoife Prendergast, you know, got that free. And when she and it was a difficult enough free for her as well. Like, you know, they were against the wind in the second half and they were, no, they were with the wind in the second half. But she was, a good, wind, yeah, yeah. she was a good bit out from it. And I suppose like when she trotted that over, next thing you had the St. Vincent's goalkeeper, you know, a sharp puck out, puck out went wrong. Rachel Dowlin was the first one to react from it and I think that certainly was the point that nearly did a U-turn on the game and from there on out I think Eva Prendergast then got another free and from there on out you could see that Dixborough were going one way and one way only and they just kept on doing the simple things right they took their opportunities when they came but you know they literally they just they stuck to what they knew best they didn't panic they remained composed and I ha- think we still have to remember a lot of these girls are still very very young four of them still minor yeah like Rachel Downs a minor or Amy Clifford's only what 20 years of age they're still very very young they're going to be around for a long time but for I suppose girls that are so young to be able to kind of carry that on their shoulders in a game of huge importance and to not panic and to not be I suppose starry eyed about it they certainly produced the goods on the day they certainly did it was a fantastic performance I mean Aoife Prendergast was airing on freeze Mm -hmm. I mean she definitely has eyes going through her veins Ashley Mar on the other side had a few difficulties with the yeah. elements you know they didn't go her way because she's normally very very good mm-hmm. we know she practices with Ali Maguire as well but I mean while Dixburg's forwards were excellent and they were good and they got really good scores they couldn't have done it without the supply of ball that was coming from the backs and the midfielders yeah. the backs I thought were exceptional yesterday yeah and I suppose like you know going into the game a lot of eyes would have been on Ashling Marr because we have spoke about her previously that she probably is one of the main threats for the Dublin Intercounty team and she was always going to be the biggest threat as well for St Vincent and then you put like a little terrier like Jane Castle like I think you know yes you could turn around and you could say the elements definitely I suppose kind of went against Ashling Marr but I think she was actually I think her, her, her feathers were ruffled I think Jane Castle just would not allow her to hurl at all and I think that had a lot to determine on the game I thought Katie Byrne was phenomenal 
Um, she was excellent. At one stage, she went just soloing up the field. And I'd say if there was another 100 yards left on the pitch, she'd have still kept going. Like she was just, there was nobody going to stop her getting out from that defence. She was excellent. Kira Phelan was phenomenal as well. All the backs, the midfielders, Kira O'Shea, Ava O'Gorman were phenomenal too. They put an awful, an awful lot of work in to produce some really good um, ball into the forwards. And, you know, it was absolutely brilliant. Really, really good to see. It certainly was. Well, talking about the backs, because I know you're getting ready, there's a big <laughs> announcement coming up for Team of the Year later on, uh, mm-hmm. going through the nominations. Come on, kind. will be out tomorrow evening, so can we know who's going to be nominated for the Team of the Year? Nope. Absolutely not. We're not telling you. You'll have to find out tomorrow evening. You'll have to download Come On Kind um, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from to find out. We're not giving away any secrets. There's still a couple of names. I suppose there's still a couple of positions in the nominations that we're still fighting over. Um, And even up to maybe half an hour ago, we were still disagreeing on a couple of... I think it's because it just shows that there's an awful lot of girls that are after putting their hand up. And you're coming through an awful lot of names as well. And it's very, very hard to pick maybe 12 or 13 girls who deserve a position in the backs or whatever may be in the forwards and I suppose that's that's tough so listen you'll just have to wait and find out like everybody else well I know a couple of them but you're more secretive now than John Welsh and when it comes to the mystery voice I mean he doesn't even give you a bloody clue when it comes <laughs> <No>. to it <laughs> no. anyway talking about John Welsh and the mystery voice you can tune in tomorrow and hear all about French that's the word the lady says if you want to see who the mystery voice is or if you think you know who it is tune in tomorrow because the mystery voice is worth 440 euro and that is of course with our own John on the breakfast show starting at 7am in the morning but Anya has left the building well not too far she's only gone next door to studio 2 to give us come on kind and start recording for the team of the year and we will know who the nominations are but talking about good backs with herself we managed to catch up with Quiva Dowling first yesterday and here's what Quiva had to say after the final whistle Quiva Dowling congratulations Leinster champions how does that feel? Surreal I think the word sums it up there now it's one thing imagining another thing happening because first time now for us it's just another stepping stone we got to the Leinster final two years ago so the aim is to try and just go one step further and hopefully another step further again in two weeks What was it like playing in the backs because you've been put into that role at centre backer and you seem to have made it your own but when St Vincent's went four points ahead you never panicked today it shows the great spirit that you have in that team Ah oh, yeah, we knew uh, Vincent's were going to get their purple patch and I suppose lucky enough it kind of came early in the second half and we were able to put ourselves up on top we knew ours had come as well and the scores that the girls got after the goal and the point that Vincent's got were just unbelievable so they were they were really uplifting for everyone your back line played unbelievable today I mean you really snuffed out an awful lot of chances that St Vincent's won they were getting freeze and long range chances but apart really from the goal that Neve did get it there in the second half they didn't get much on you yeah exactly Kirstie's been solid all year as well I know she's been working with Killian Bernanke out in the Burrs also give him a mention um, but Tara Clifford is just so underrated so she is and that suits her as well but no so solid and I wouldn't want to be a forward marking any of them even in training the girls don't they're in their pockets the whole time so it's just an unbelievable team you feel so honoured to be on the pitch let alone where you're playing you'll take it wherever you can so well, it must be working because if you're able to mark them borough forwards in training, you're certainly able to do it when it comes to the opposition. Yeah, no, they had very strong forwards there, Vincent Stay, and we knew, like, looking back at their matches as well, that they were going to be strong, so 
very physical as well in their forwards. When you looked up, there's three or four around you. So we knew what was coming and we were just got a few breaks and were able to play our own game, I think, for a bit of it as well. But just an amazing win. Quiva, when I say to you, you have an All-Ireland semi-final to look forward to, what does it make you feel? Um, Honoured, really. First time. Not everyone can say that, so we'll take it as a come. We'll enjoy tonight, I'm sure, and then I'm sure the boys will have us back in shape now during the week quick enough, so they will. Lots of celebrations tonight. Lots of celebrations. They're, why not? They're, they're deserved, I think, from everyone and the effort that everyone's put in this year. It's been a long year, so... The, as Danielle put in quote and she said we give up some good times for the great times so we'll take the great times now when they come well congratulations you were outstanding Leinster champions go enjoy it thanks Martin yeah well done to Quiva Dowling there Anya has just whatsapped me over a photograph and Miriam McGree's now I'll never get used to that but yes Miriam Welsh Miriam McGree's dad Dick was over in Lanzarote yesterday sitting down in front of the radio listening in to myself and Anya on KCLR and I hope Dick you didn't jump out of the chair when Dicksborough won and when we started to get a little bit uh, high and angsty there towards the end of it but we're sending you our best wishes over there hopefully the weather is not too bad and you're enjoying all the sport on KCLR as well right I managed to also catch up with one of the forwards and that was Rachel Downing after yesterday's game one of the younger members of the team and here's what Rachel had to say Rachel Dowling congratulations just after being I suppose announced as Leinster champions how do you feel? Oh, I don't know it's indescribable really like best best day of my life I'd say now to be honest like it was just such a long 60 minutes like St Vincent's were a deadly team and we knew they were going to be and we were just lucky to hang out in the end Lucky, I think now it was a bit more than luck to be fair to you. I mean, you went in five points each at half time. What was said in the dressing room at half time? Oh, look, it was just, it was the same. Like, it was it was nil all to us, and uh, the win wasn't going to make that much of a difference. It was just out to outwork them, and we knew then that the scores would come if we took our time and was patient. St. Vincent's came out in the second half, got 1 1 without reply, went four points ahead. In fairness to yourselves, though, you never panicked and you got seven points on the trot yourselves then to go and give yourselves that small little bit of a cushion towards the end, which you really could have done with. Yeah, look, we knew St. Vincent's were going to have their, their purple patch, they're a deadly team, and if you give them a sniff of it, they're going to punish you. So, uh, look, we had to just settle ourselves. We've done it before, uh, we've been behind in matches before, and we knew what to do then. You played very well yourself, getting a couple of points from play as well, especially in a big stage like a Leinster final. Happy with your own performance? Ah, oh, yeah, but it's the girls who are hitting the ball. We have the easy job of putting it over, so they're the ones winning the freeze and hitting the ball into us, so it was their, their scores, really. Do you ever take credit for your own performance? <laughs> no, not until now, anyway. <laughs> so tell me, what will the outfit think now of you winning the Leinster title? Oh, he's delighted. He never won one himself, so this is the first now. He lost one, so we don't want better than him today. <laughs> Bragging rights in the Dowling household tonight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Rachel, congratulations Thank and you. well done. Thank you. Thanks, man. Why not would you have Brian Wright when you can be crowned a Leinster champion again? Well done to everybody involved there in Dixborough. No doubt the celebrations ran on into the early hours of the morning and maybe even today as well. But they will now be knuckling down and preparing for an All-Ireland semi-final against Lockheed Shamrocks on Saturday the 2nd of December. Two weeks time, it won't be long coming around at all at all. Right, I have another quick break to take and when we come back... Hopefully, we will have uh, Benny O'Regan in the studio with us. But until then, don't go anywhere.
keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on KCLR. Full time on KCLR. Your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Yeah, welcome back to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. It is 10 to 7. The Dixborough players are in the house. They are getting ready to do a bit of recording with Anya on Come On Kind. But first of all, we're going to finish up our segment here, the last part of the show. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Benny O'Regan, who's the head coach with the Kilkenny Spartans volleyball team. And he's just up from the watershed doing a coaching session. Benny, how are you? I'm good. I am, yes, just from a session. So I am sweating quite a bit, but I don't mind that. It's better than the cold outside so uh, happy to be here eventually eventually um, how's the volleyball going in Kikenny at the minute lots of interested parties that's it you know there's a lot of interest and now it's branching out quite a bit whether it's at school or and club level both in Carlo and Kikenny uh, but from Kikenny point of view like you said I'm part of the Kikenny Spartans volleyball club so we have a massive uh, growth uh, this year in particular among juniors and that takes up about three quarters of our membership so we're kind of happy that uh, it's thriving from a very young age so we're starting them as early as possible both boys and girls but girls in particular there's a huge huge number where they take up uh, two thirds of the of the membership so I'm looking after a lot of the girls teams from under 14, 16, 18 as well as the women's team that compete in division 2 there's another new team is set up in town uh, I don't know if you've introduced um, the teacher from vocational school and they had success last year in the school's championships when they won both the men uh, boys and girls C championship and she set up the Kilkenny Mystics so they're also playing in our division in division 2 the senior league of volleyball Ireland um, so it's great to see now there's two two clubs whereas a few years ago there were zero um, also the same with the men the men are now in division 1 so it's the second highest division we didn't have, we're having the strongest of starts anyway but uh, a lot of the time with my club um, a lot of them are coming from secondary school starting off and now I've had this in place for uh, almost 5 years that anyone that ends up doing their leaving cert is going off to university and I'll be saying to them just spread your wings and fly so we're really very much a grassroots kind of local community based club but I would never hold anyone back if they need to go on to pastures new because that's all I am I'm just a starting point so hopefully maybe one day see them represent Ireland which some of the boys have done and I would like to see the same with some of the girls that are coming up through the ranks the last time that you were in with me we were talking about setting up the, the team and getting more members involved in it that's obviously after happening you obviously have more members involved still taking in members at the time being still to always taking our number uh, members it doesn't really matter uh, where they're coming from it is uh, massive as it is so we're trying to meet the demand so you know like um, everyone the word spreads very fast and especially now with more advancement in the local based schools so in Kilkenny in particular now Loretto have set up their volleyball program and are now competing uh, as well in the school championships like the Preds have done for well over 20 years and what started in the Kilkenny City Vocational School last year so now there's three city schools all competing at a national level and they're also we're also reaping the benefits of it because not only are they playing for their school but they're representing us as the club and they're getting more training on account of uh, having an after school project we'll say like that and then also having new leagues now especially at underage level so we have uh, under 16 girls team that's competing in a league and there's also an under well division three but it's our under 18 they're competing in it as well as one day tournaments for under 14 which we've been very successful recently we had one team winning Galway there uh, two weeks ago 
so obviously happy so like the grassroots is definitely coming on board by having them starting early and we're way ahead of a lot of other clubs because they don't have a primary school program so that's where i came from this evening so we do the primary school on mondays half five to seven and we have a a lot of nine ten year olds that are now um taking up the participation numbers in that while the ones that were there last year are now my under 14 most of them were six class girls and are now their first first year in prez or loretto and now they're also thriving on those schools so we've even in recent times we've actually had very good um success and continued success uh with uh, loretto are now in the b semi-finals of the senior and the same with the vocational school they're in the quarterfinals at the moment and they play their game tomorrow in newbridge i think and if they win that they could meet the loretto in the semis of the all ireland v championship and prez were also had a very good team as well which i was very proud of because i had four girls that are on that team i coached in primary school last year and now they're on the senior team for the prez as first year so it's seeing the progress you can start from young you know molnoy is chucky sheet doing very very well we're mm. going to get you in another day um, when you're not training and when we can have a bit more in-depth conversation with it because I'm approaching the news unfortunately um, at 7 o'clock this evening time really does fly away but my thanks to Benny for rushing up and having a quick chat best of luck in the quarterfinals for the teams coming up and we certainly will be having a longer chat um, very very soon about well, the volleyball so, because anyway. I, I'd love to do that um, so my thanks to Benny for rushing up from training there right I have one last thing to announce obviously a new game started today it's called Don't Say Hello or to give it its full title Don't Say Hello say I listen to KCLR all you have to do is text us which you can do now to register and when you are called back the very first thing you have to say when you answer the phone is I listen to KCLR and if you do you could win 96 euro it's as simple as that to register just text hello your name and address to 083 306 9696 and to win don't say hello always say the phrase that pays I listen to KCLR my thanks to everybody who joined me this evening especially to John May earlier on with Kilkenny City Harriers to Benny who's still here with me at the minute the head coach of the Kilkenny Spartans we wish them the very best of luck to Anya Farrell who's next door doing come on kind business Dixborough is there also as well we'll hear from them tomorrow evening but for the time being enjoy the rest of your week enjoy the sport again congratulations to Dixborough Leinster champions and I'll talk to you again next Monday evening bye for now keeping you in the game and in the know full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty